Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luz Cannon, along with the guilty pleasure loving Baco. How are you, sir? G- guilty pleasure? Eh. We're doing happy songs, part two, but at the same time, we are playing some things outside of the normal <laughs> hard rock yeah, genre. Slightly. I've seen your list of songs there, uh, uh, Bare Naked Ladies guy. Uh, <laughs> you're the guilty pleasure. <laughs> I'm sure you have a little bit. Oh, but, uh, I have tons, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean of course, you and I are on the same page that if you like it, you like it. Who gives a fuck? It's fun yeah. to debate, yell, and argue and call someone an idiot, but if yeah, you like not, what you not, like, I don't care. Right. I mean, you're not. this is not things possible you'd blast out your, your car window. Or maybe you would, but the main thing is is that you can't always listen oh, to Oh, I would. I would definitely, yes. You're just cranking it? Okay. I do not care. I, I have no fucks left to give, Luz. No fucks. <laughs> What's what's the uh, the song that they always do drive-bys on by Rick Astley or something like that or what's it called? <laughs> uh, the Foo Fighters. It's called. They have a term for it. I'm never gonna let you down. <laughs> yeah, when they go the it's called it's Rick Roll. It's the name Rick Roll. There you go, Rick Rollin'. There's these aren't specifically Rick Rolling songs. Some of you might think of, <laughs> but maybe we could do some Rick Rolling with. Some I always songs. um like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we should play it too. Yeah, one of my I, that. Uh, <laughs> Backstreet Boys, uh, God, there's just so many jams by them. What? Bye bye, baby, bye bye. Now that's in sync, you fucking idiot. Oh, I'm so sorry ass, for not Lewis. knowing my my band. Excuse me, sir. I saw it. All right, Paco. So enough about 98 degrees in your your man crush bands. Can we move on from here? Yeah, we really should save the whole boy band thing for a, a, a Cobras and Fire series. Maybe in the year 2026, we'll do like a six part episode on it. I think so. It, it, you know, if Alice Cooper deserves six, they, they deserve six. <laughs> six at least, yes? Yeah, six. Absolutely. And then after that, we can write a thesis on how to alienate your, your audience <laughs> in, in, in just a few simple steps. Yeah, we what really haven't been doing ourselves too many favors with the Nickelback and boy bands and bare naked ladies talk. I think, uh, I think it is time we get back to our core. No more N-word, no more boy bands, and no more Canadian pop artists. <laughs> Yes. So yeah. So let's 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 go back to the 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 origin or origin story, which is to feature new music from newer or older bands. So I'm going to feature one that I have never had the privilege of ever hearing any of their music, and actually never even heard of this band. And I'm going to give you a hint of their name. Uh, are you ready for my my game? My my clues? Yes. Yes. Bring it you, on. Okay. Ding. What are two things that Ted Nugent likes to hunt? <laughs> well, it, it's loose cannon asking the question. So one of them, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously animals. But think about the seventies. What? What? What's something that one of us? Okay, good, good. So he likes to hunt poontang. Back in the, at least in the seventies, maybe not as much anymore. 
Uh, now he's mostly for killing. So now think of Tigers of Pantang. <laughs> yes, there's a band out there, kids. <laughs> if you wonder where. What do well I win? Done. Uh, spell that since you actually know that bang because I was I was not aware of them until recently. Spell I'm that, pretty sure I can band. spell it. It's a T Y G E R S P A N T A N G. Tigers of Pantang. Okay, so I guess this band's been around for 30 plus years. They're part of the <laughs> new wave of British metal, whatever that acronym is, right? Yeah, and I've moved on to the next round of the Nawabum spelling bee. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I think that was part of it. Yeah, that was that was the Chinese uh, guy was going... got knocked out with the Def Leppard. <laughs> it is written kind of ridiculous like that. Yeah. So, yeah, with this, <laughs> first off, we've mentioned the fact that we are forming a not profit, which is uh, for the benefit of the music industry as a whole. And we're going to be vetting bands on album covers and band names and just things to when they go pro that they're ready to take their career to the next level. Now, it's our, our, it's our way of giving not for profit. Huh? It's our way of giving back. Yeah, correctly. It's always giving back. Pay it forward, give it back, whatever. We're It's coming to, coming to, from all angles here from the Cobras and Fire uh, headquarters. But Tigers of Pantang, would that have passed our vet, <laughs> our vetting process? Well, 30 years ago, I would have given it a thumbs up. I'm not sure now. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what is it? I mean, look at the name. I mean, does that, doesn't that sound like something that you would order four-star spicy at a... Uh, you know, yeah, I actually assumed they were a, a, a Japanese band or something like that. But you said you were the one who just told me that they were from the the new wave of British heavy metal movement. But yeah, I mean, you, uh, my wife's getting the Kung Pao, and I'll take the I'll take the <laughs> Tigers of Pantang. Uh, what chicken? Chicken or beef? Uh, chicken, uh, but no extra duck sauce. And could I get white rice instead of fried? That's funny. The name of the song is actually Extra Duck Sauce. <laughs> actually, let's just move on from the silliness, kids. This is Only the Brave off of the self-titled album Tigers of Pantang. Old school flavor. Check it out.
think I'm going to run out and get some Chinese real quick. Can we wrap this up? What else you got, Luz? Yeah, I mean, Tiger's of Pantang is great, but I don't know about you, but after I after I listen to it, two hours later, I'm hungry again. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, that's why you get extra egg rolls. That's true. That's true. But anyway. Side of cream so, cheese moving wontons. On. <laughs> moving on. See ya, Baco. I think it's about time to talk about Red Sun Rising and your experience at the uh, concert you saw with uh, Poop Evil mm-hmm. last week. And uh, <laughs> b- before you even get into it, for those out there that this is one of your first episodes, uh, Red Sun Rising is definitely in our top 10 of new blood bands. Correct. Wouldn't you say? Definitely. Yeah. So Read my proceed, review at sir. Decibel Geek. Yeah, we recorded this about a week ago. Uh I just kind of felt there was kind of some suspicious, shady activity going on. And we hypothesized. Since then, there's actually been some news. So we are re-recording this to kind of shrink it down and uh, condense it a little more and and just get into it. So with that said, go ahead. Right. I mean, basically, from the the start when you got there, maybe even just kind of recap. Sure. You know, when you got there, kind of the procedure that was vastly different from normal media well, I've, I've been doing this for a couple of years now, and, and the things aren't always smooth. Sometimes the press passes are a little late to get to the front desk, that kind of stuff. So a little issue here and there isn't that uncommon. It usually gets sorted out pretty quick. I only say that because it was clear before I even got in the building that something was kind of odd. And it was a series of three or four things that you know got me to start thinking that there might be some tension between the, the Red Sun Rising camp and the pop evil camp i and again this is all just dealing with uh the guy who's iding you and strapping a a thing on your wrist being very forceful that i will not be able to use my camera even though i haven't even checked in yet uh not use your camera for for shooting anything i have to check it and i have to pay three dollars he kept telling me that it was very odd now at the time (laughs) hold on so he's kind of like the guy in uh do you remember better off dead the guy on the bike yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except that was, I think that was, that was $2. That I had a point. Johnny, four weeks, 20 papers, that's $2 plus tip. Oh, gee, Johnny, I don't have a dime. Sorry. Didn't ask for a dime. $2. Well, it's funny. See, my mom had to leave early to take my, my brother to school and my dad to work because. $2. Cash. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, at the time, I just thought this was some kind of some overzealous security meathead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But as things progressed, I started to think this is more all connected. There was some message being sent down. Right. Um, okay. So then I contact the, the. I have a contact for Red Sun Rising, and I get a hold of him. He's not actually on site. He tells me I got to talk to their merch guy, who needs to talk. Who tells me I need to talk to Pop Evil's merch person, who has a radio to get Pop Evil's manager down to help me out. And he does help me out, but he goes out of his way to make sure that I only shoot Red Sun Rising. I cannot shoot Pop Evil. I can't shoot the opening band. I don't know why he cared about them, but... And then the other odd thing is there was about four photographers there, and none of them were shooting Red Sun Rising, almost like they weren't allowed to shoot Red Sun Rising by Pop Evil. If Pop Evil... I I got... Go ahead. I I have a... Okay, so basically, in in general, you can tell that there's, like, going to a party, there's some tension between mom and dad, or whoever the hosts are. Something like that, yeah. A, A bit of a pissing contest, and also... My first theory is the fact that if you got on Pop Evil's list, they didn't want you to shoot 
Red Sun Rising. Exactly. That that was Red my Sun theory Rising. too. That was where okay. that was when I started thinking something. I started putting everything together when I was in the photo pit alone, and then Red Sun Rising's playing, and nobody's coming in. And I'm like, I shot the entire time, and I was the only person. Again, this is all speculation. I I have no confirmation from the band. I did not dig into it with my contact with Red Sun Rising. I got what I was there for. So I really didn't care that much. But for the interest of sharing the story, which I do think is uh, somewhat interesting, especially now that we know shortly after that, Red Sun Rising announced they were no longer on the Pop Evil Tour. I think they dropped out of a half dozen to ten dates or something like that. And that was the following sh- – the, the next show is their final show, correct? Yeah, I think they did one more, and then they announced that they would no longer be on the, the Pop Evil Tour. All right. Do you want uh, us to start our our theories of why this happened that absolutely are not based on any fact whatsoever but our, our, our vibe? Before <laughs> that, a, a dis- I would like to just chime yeah. in one more. Uh, Please. I, I w- Again, nothing directly from anybody that I deal with with Red Sun Rising, not the band, not their uh, their management at Razor and Tie uh, or Washington Square, but uh, it, it's somebody connected to the band. I really just don't want to drag other people into this because we are high speculating, and I wasn't given specifics. But I was kind of given some confirmation after that that there was some tension, and I think the phrase that was used by this person was, this hasn't been the easiest tour. And that was okay. when we first, that was right before you and I first talked. So we started to uh, speculate at that point. All right. So I'll put some of the, I'll put first some of the, uh, my theories out there. You have and some you, background with Pop Evil, though, right? I do. And that's kind of where this goes from. Excellent. So in another lifetime, uh, when Pop <laughs> Evil's first album came out called Lipstick on the Mirror, um, it, I thought it was okay. I thought it was pretty, it has some pretty decent songs, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. They're more just a basic rock band from, from Michigan. And then they kind of changed very quickly over the next uh, few albums. I have no idea even what they are right now. So anyway, their lead singer, who I, without looking at anything, I believe his first name is Lee, and his last name is like Kakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakak
my hometown I'm so proud of. It is my uh, my where my blueprint for my life is and where I base everything. My greatest, you know that. It, so it doesn't matter what funny, silly, record, stupid question we ask. It's just it was not it was, a good kiss record. Lighten the fuck go, up. Very, huh? Lighten up is what you're saying. Yeah, he's, lighten up. So, so what my serious. first theory is uh, because you know he's he's you know he's a front man. You know he's, he's a douchebag. It's a, a guy like. that. Right. But what I mean by that is that, you know, he's there for the ladies. You know, he's got that 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 presence and stuff like that. They definitely, I'm sure, get um, a nice female audience. Uh, that's the whole thing about their, their band, you know. But what is you just wrote a whole review where basically you have like a, a man boner for Red Sun Rising. Yes. Mm-hmm. There so is a band Sun- I didn't mention in the entire review. Did you happen to notice that? Of course I noticed that. But so first thing from an ego standpoint are the red sign and this is a in a not this is just like a handsome man kind of comment mm-hmm. are the guys in red sun rising a bunch of slobs or or uh handsome dudes <laughs> they are a very attractive band uh <laughs> especially according to uh, saying that as a married heterosexual <laughs> man uh they are uh almost like one of the better looking bands you'll see on tour and they're they groom every day which has got to be difficult on a tour of that uh stature <laughs> right so they absolutely i'm sure they, they get a lot of uh, besides just baco <laughs> I, I think there's some of the ladies in the audience as well uh, enjoy their presence um i know that uh, some people that you know possibly your wife finds them slightly attractive yeah yes? she uh she's got a crush on the singer for sure right so that's my point so now you've got you've got uh the <laughs> and they're just, fuck, they kill it too but oh that, no that's i'm saying the first i'm just saying layer one Possibly there's some kind of jealousy because maybe more girls mm-hmm. are showing up for their set. Okay, now let's go to the let's go past that part. Let's talk about specific music. I don't think it's it's a question that this point in Pop Evil's career that this band with the type of music they have and everything up. What are they going to do right before Pop Evil gets hits the stage? They're going to destroy it. I mean, they they were the best band that night. I mean, and I. I now, I mean, I'm a bit biased, and if you're a hardcore Pop Evil fan and you never heard of Red Sun, maybe they didn't do much for you. But the crowd was into it, um, and I've seen them now three times, and uh, they they just relate to people pretty easily. And I, they're not the biggest band on the planet, so the fact that they can do that shows that something's happening, you know? No, I think that they have a base that's growing. I guarantee musically right now with their... The catalog because Poppy was all over the place. They have really, really poppy, electronic, overproduced stuff out mm. now versus some of their old school stuff. Guarantee they wipe them off the stage. That's that's theory number two. So, chicks digging the Red Sun Rising and Baco. Uh, you've got, uh, <laughs> hey, a few got, guys chimed in and thanked me for like because they wanted to know they're not the only one that had a little bit of a man crush on it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm making it easier for people to come out and say, I am too in love with these men. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So Bringing then, the world then, together, Luz. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but the next one is as far as the, the third one. What, what else do you have as far as the theory? Well, I mean, I... I I've dealt with a lot of different musicians over the year and their personalities swing from all over the place. But I have played with people that have no business pulling the rock star attitude. And this whole thing just from the once I got a chance to kind of see all the evidence and 
piece it together and put it with my own experiences. This thing just reeked of this is my stage. You're on yes. my yes. show. You don't dictate anything. I, you know, it just, it's a real shitty way to, to run your life, your business, and it's a, a fucking band killer for sure. You know, and they're going to learn because you you don't get better you don't maintain longevity by fucking over people just because others like them yeah and the biggest dick move about this is the fact that that unfortunately those people for those last six dates mm-hmm. if you had t- tickets for them because you can never get refunds on them when people drop off all of a sudden you have you're stuck with tickets for 20 or 30 bucks yeah, for, to see pop evil pop runs e- it you know you wouldn't believe how fucking tight they are too jesus it just, no. it, we, I had a great little spot in this shitty club to watch a band that size, by the way. And just some of the little noodling that goes on that you don't quite hear and, and just how seamless they are. It's it just honest to God. They're so they're really fucking good. If you don't like their music, you're not going to like them live. But if you like their music, they just deliver live.
All right, Baco. So you want to go into one more of your concert experiences lately? Well, let's go into one of yours, Luz. Oh, yes. Just so you know, a little back, <laughs> like uh, under the hood type, type information. This band pissed me off so much that what did we do on this sex, sex, and rock and roll episode? Uh, you insisted I cut out the entire bit, but we talked about them because we, we recorded it before you went to see them. And then after yes. you saw him, like, I want that gone. I want it out of the fucking episode. <laughs> I'm loose cannon, damn it. Get the fucking shit out of there, Baco. <laughs> it, 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 Unacceptable. It inspired... Yeah, no, I was so mad. So <laughs> mad by my experience. It, this is definitely, and I, this is not an exaggeration. I have seen some shitty concerts probably from both the uh, the mix that killed it, for example. Maybe the band was putting sure. on a good show and just sounded horrible. Or they just kind of were a bit disappointing and didn't bring bring the uh the hot sauce to the the stage or whatever but they but they didn't they didn't live up to expectation this what i'm about to tell you was the most obnoxious fucking concert that i wanted to bail on by probably the third song but i was with a a, a buddy i'd never seen him before and just wanted to stick it through okay. and uh you know cuz uh, but in short steel panther was at the, at the Fillmore in Denver Horrible, and it, it echoed. You had warned me. What, what did you say they did after the first two songs when you saw? Talked them? for what it seemed like twenty minutes. Um, seemed like you said it was like ten minutes or so in your review. Yeah, I was like, I, was, I, I think I, I just, I didn't time it. I did because I want because I was so curious to see if if it was what you talked about. Now I've oh, seen. Oh, by the way, I do back. recall now it was three songs for sure because we can only photograph the first three songs, and they gotcha. definitely didn't talk for eighteen minutes while I was in the photo pit. Yeah. So here's the here's the deal. I saw them uh, at a fest setting, Rock on the Range, several years ago. They only had one album back in the day, and and when I saw them, they played for probably 50 minutes, mm-hmm. a little talking, but all that quite quite funny, uh, little bits here and there, kind of like a Paul Stanley rap, but <laughs> more uh, explicit, but not going on very very much. Well, these guys essentially did a unfunny stage rap like a hundred thousand years on every. Fucking song. After they played two songs, they brought they brought the concert down to a grinding halt. I timed it. 18 minutes of basically the guitarist, Satchel, saying fucking chicks and fuck that. and, and uh, Did they uh, <laughs> ever try to trick one of them into admitting they sucked a dick? No, they left that out. They were actually doing improv without being trained in improv. Well, at least you saw I mean, a different it, show. They did that joke like 10 times. Yeah. Well, anyway, so they would do this. Now, imagine any concert. Let's just say that they 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 played for close to I'd say an hour and forty five minutes. Okay. And, re- and realize they have three played. albums of material. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's 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 kind of the thing. They played twelve songs in an hour and forty five minutes, and each of the songs, just so you know, people are like three minutes long. Okay. So figure that math out. There was over an hour of fucking talking on stage. In between each song, they would play one song and then stop for, for 10 minutes and just banter about. Horrible. I, you know, we've talked about this in the past. I have so many friends, even like my my older sister, she loves these guys. And I, I've i seen YouTube clips before, seen them this year. And, and I've heard a couple songs that I think are funny. You've even shared a couple. Yeah, and I like their. But, so, I like some other songs. I want them to play music. I don't go there to see a shitty well, comedian. But when I see him online, I was just like, "Why?" Because everybody's like, oh, "They're so fucking funny, Baco. You would love them." And then I see it, and I'm like, "This really doesn't seem like my kind of humor." And 
So, but anyway, I was encouraged. I was still open-minded enough. Like I have never seen them, and they do have some funny stuff. And it was fucking horrible. I, I was like, the the songs are not good. The jokes are not funny. And like, you know, I, I don't know. Look, the crowd ate every minute of it up at the show I was at. They were. It was packed. Everybody was into it. And but there might have been two Asian women in the audience, and they were the two that got dragged up on stage for Asian hooker. And I'm yes. like, is nobody just I, look? I, I just no, don't I, think listen, it's appropriate. You know listen, what I mean? I, you, I think you and I would be the wrong way to put it because it didn't like. I mean, I, I definitely say some fucking much edgier shit than that. I just on this show, but I just don't know that that was the right thing to do. No, I we celebrate profanity, both of us. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And, and ridiculous but, child dickish humor. Yeah, all that stuff, but none of it was good. Like I, 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 yeah, I was offended to, that it wasn't funny. That not that it was right. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not like one of these people. Like oh, I can't stand to make fun of the genre. Like Trunk says that or whatever like that. I, I loved all that when they, they were. Oh like, sure, yeah, no problem but, with that. Who gives a crap? Yeah, all that stuff, but it just it just doesn't hit. So I would say if you're gonna see a Steel Panther set, see them in a fest setting. It, it contains them. They probably play the same amount of songs when I saw them in a 50 minute set as they did an hour and 45 minutes. So if you're gonna see them, I wonder if that would change that how setting. my my my, uh, my uh, it absolutely would. I had I it was it was Danko Jones and um, and Steel Panther this, this first night of, of both of them, and they were they're both. Kind of Danko's kind of the same thing. He'll, he'll, what I mean by that is he talks in between. He does. I heard Danko's cool. actually kind of funny on stage too. He absolutely is. He's actually funny, is my point. And these guys were—they're uh, just full of themselves. I think at this point, they think anything that they say on stage. Kind of like seeing a, a, a comedian after they get famous, and then they do a couple, um, a couple of their following deals. I'm not even going to put the fact that they're comedians. So we're going to move on from here, but that was highly disappointed. And I really, really was was hoping to have a great time and get. And see I actually was hoping that you would come back. Like I don't know what you're talking about. I would prefer that, like, uh, you, that I just don't get it. Like it's not my cup of tea. No, you know what I mean. No. Uh, but that's yeah. too bad. Let's uh, let's just go into some quick some before we go to the next story. Let's go into some quick music. So, do you have another happy song lined up? I do, I and you're gonna hate it, but I insist that we put it on because this song always gets me fired up. And there's you no, mentioned guilty pleasure, right? But I don't think that there's any guilty pleasures. I oh, really neither don't. do I. It's a term. I, I can accept that it, the label, I guess. Yeah, Fall Out Boy with Thanks for the Memories. I brought the band up earlier, and it reminded me of that. Reminded me of the song Thanks for the Memories. I, look, I I am in no way a fan of Fall Out Boy. They I don't even like. I don't think their bass player plays bass. But that song, for whatever reason, I just I don't know. It's another well, one. I'll that, go with I'll go with one too. That's a guilty pleasure, and that is that uh, I've actually seen these guys twice live and fests. It's definitely not uh, what you'd think that I would be into. Um, but I, but I like the song "Odds Are" by Bare Naked Ladies. So let's let's let's, let's completely alienate our audience with these two songs in a, in a row. Yeah. And yeah, if, if if you're a core fan, we're, now we're going Jeff Tate on our audience. Yeah, because, but the point is, is that listen, other people. Yeah, listen, you might want to skip whole, ahead the next eight minutes. But here, here's the deal. Like, it's not like I listen to Aman Amarth at breakfast when I'm when I'm having uh, with, with the. With the kids, you gotta have a little sampling. You gotta have some acoustic stuff. You gotta have a little different, different uh, flavors. You can't just always rock hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So let's let's do let's let's do Fall Out Boy and Bare Naked Ladies. Oh my god. Stop. 
struck by lightning sounds pretty frightening but you know the chances are so small stuck by bee sting nothing but a bee thing better chance you're gonna buy it at the mall but it's a 23 or 4 to 1 that you can fall in love by the end of this song so get up get up tell the bookie put a bet i'm not a damn thing will go wrong the odds are that we By the A-train, crashed in an airplane I wouldn't recommend either one Killed by a great white or a meteorite I guess there ain't a way to go, that's fun But somewhere in the world, someone is gonna fall in love By the end of this song So get up, get up, no one's never gonna let them So you might as well sing along The odds are that we will probably be Alright, odds are we gonna be alright the odds are that we will probably be alright Odds are we gonna be alright Odds are we gonna be alright for another night Sure things go wrong But I'll take my chances Odds are long So why not Pretty frightening, but you know the chances are so small. Hit by the A train, crashed in an airplane. Better chance you're gonna buy it at the mall. But it's a 23 or 4 to 1 that you can fall in love by the end of this song. So get up, get up. No, I'm never gonna let them, so you might as well sing along. The odds are that we will probably be alright. Odds are we gonna be alright. Odds are we gonna be alright tonight. The odds are that. Doesn't show And I want these words to make things right But it's the wrongs that make the words come to life But who does he think he is? If that's the worst you got Better put your fingers back to the key One night and one more time Thanks for the memories Even though they weren't so bad He tastes like you
So anybody that's still around, we got we got we've we've we've, we've braved the uh, the audience. I'm hearing crickets all of a sudden. What the fuck happened? You don't hear crickets in Minnesota in the winter. Well, you do now. They came back right after that that, <laughs> that segue. So I think the only thing I could do I think right everybody's now is, like go back to Nickelback. Yeah, exactly. Go back. We, we've we've braved so many things in the last in the last two episodes. What was wrong but, with Nickelback? <laughs> but oh uh, by the way, I I uh, uh, oh god, I can't remember it. There was a song I was told that we should have featured by them instead. That's even more more oh, uh, was it? explicit. It was um that song that goes, "I see you down on your knees, down out." Oh, you know. We used to play that in Jesus Chrysler. At, See, it's at, actually a good. Song. I like at that weddings, song. we'd bring the uh, <laughs> on stage, no, and then like no. I would just fucking grind in his face. It was kind of fun. That was the only. It was the only way that made it worth doing. But anyway, carry on. Yes, yeah. very dirty. I like yeah. your pants around your feet. Donut, donut. And I like the dirt that's on your knees. And I like the way you still say please while you're. Now we fought now with the bare naked ladies and the kicker of uh, another Nickelback reference. My God, we are we are treading on thin ice right now. Yeah, we need so to let's, bring let's, it back with something strong. Yeah, uh, why don't we just spice it up and talk about one? Let's do two kind of raid songs that still cathartically bring you to that 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 positive zone again. What do you What do you think? Yeah, you got okay. anything lined up there? Wham! Fuck. Well, of course. I just can't think of that. You see, you do this, Luz. You do this. Well, I'll, this is my I'll give you a little bit of time to look. I'll give you a little time to look. Like I've, uh, yeah, you, you know what? Why don't we? Uh, I'll, I'll feature a band that basically I, I just kind of like six a.m. That this is a, a one that I heard this song and started, and I, I was kind of late to the the party for him, but I started going back and could not find <laughs> anything else. I really, I really liked by them. And that is the only song that really by this band that even has a really a riff and doesn't just have a bunch of bass. Every single every single song has the has the Cookie Monster breakdown. Who am I talking about? Come on. Um. Well, the Cookie Monster. Oh, corn. Huh? Corn. Yes, corn. Corn. I like. I mean, I mean, the fact that I, I wrote an article about corn several years ago on um, and, and uh, it basically said, you know, ACDC puts out the same album every time. Corn has made the same song every time. Every, <laughs> every single song. You could say that ACDC I, I sounds- am not a fan at all, but I have to give them a little credit for basically inventing a new kind of music. But you see, what I'm saying like almost every song is like, and then that that whoever that monkey guy is, more monkeys or whatever his name is, just got and plays no real distinguishable riff. Now this song, I think, 
is everything that Corn's not about, and that's the song "Here to Stay," which has a riff that I it, it just is don't no don't.
All right, Baco. So, yeah, we're doing things a little differently this time. Definitely loading it chock full of music. And that's the whole point is we want uh, not just our, our ridiculous banter is going to make you happy. We want you to play this, play these uh, these episodes and just yeah. and just uh, br- bring you up. So we're loading it, loading it. Uh, yeah. And, I, and with a happy, it. happy, joy, joy episode, it should be a little music heavy. You know, people, uh, yes. they get to hear us talk yes. all the time. That. Hopefully that makes you happy too. I guess. <laughs> I don't, it really I, depends I didn't like where I was about to go. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway, um, <laughs> let me think here. You know what? There's a band that I think has one good album and a spectacular album. It's stuck with me all these years, and I actually busted it out uh, uh, a couple months ago too, and let it like go all the way through. and And it's produced by Bob Rock. Just, nope. Michael Wagner. Uh, this is some, the produce, the producer of Queen. Um, oh, what's his name? I'm, try, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm blanking real quick. Maybe you can look it up on the Google machine while I'm, I'm going through. But he did all the majority of their their classic albums. Yeah, I, 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 I'll get it here. Keep going. Yeah. So, and the reason I mention this is that he the production is spectacular on it. He also did the remix of uh, "Too Fast for Love." I believe Roy Thomas Baker. Yes, Roy Thomas yes. Baker. I, okay. It's Roy Thomas Baker. <laughs> I got it before Google, um, or, or at least said it before. But anyway, so, my thumbs. So it's it's local H with pack up the cats. Oh my God! Is Aaron Camaro gonna have a fucking boner now? <laughs> he likes all their stuff. I do not. I think they have. And I think that uh, Sinzak mentioned on the, one of the episodes that I didn't even wasn't interested in because they had the, their biggest hit is their worst song. That's Copacetic. So fucking annoying. Dun, yeah, that song dun, fucking dun, blows dun, ass. Oh yeah, it's terrible, and they have so many good songs. But anyway, this this album is 15 tracks, and it never stops. There's no gap in between it. They're all they all blend together. Um, as far as that, there's no there's no silence in between them. Is what I mean mean by that? And it's it's incredible. I listen to it start to finish all the time. A lot of this song, the, this this album is just upbeat, fun music. And the one that that really always gets me is the song "Finding Good." Which uh, at first you think it's one of these songs that that everything's fine and good, and then things are going to go to hell. But no, it, well, well it, you me know, like and the my second. podcast man crush are definitely looking forward to it. Things are good, nothing much for me to say. I'm feeling happier every day. Things are good. I've got a simple mind. It seems like everything is going fine. Fine and good. Everything is fine and good. Stop to 
right, Baco, I think it's your turn. Let's 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 grab some some upbeat, inspiring music for our audience. Well, let's do it. They're not the most popular band, but I know you and I are fans of the Foo Fighters. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I've, I've, they they uh, they still play a few small gigs yeah, here yeah. and there. Well, you know, hopefully they can uh, they can they can make break out a little bit and become a little bit bigger. You know, uh, <laughs> they are the la- they are the last rock band on earth, I believe. That yeah, it, it certainly according seems to like me- that. the media, the media, yeah, yeah. It's always like, hey, uh, I love that you- people that do not like music say I like Foo Fighters, I like you too. They've never been to any other concert or Cold Metallica Blood. comes up once in a while. Yeah, like somehow they they got a a foothold into that. But anyway, continue with your Foo Fighters. I like them. Um, Well, there's a ton of their music that can get you in a good mood. But I always thought that, and it's a bit of a softer one, I guess. But it's it 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 still kind of rocks. And that's that song, "Given to Fly." You like that one? Fuck yeah, I loved it. Uh, I still like it. It's probably my. It's probably (laughs) it's pretty funny video. That's when they started doing. I think that was like their template for all future videos. (laughs) That was the one on the plane, right? Yeah, and they all they all play like three people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they uh, they did tons like that. But yeah, I like that song. I like the Mentos song as well. What was that called? Um, Big Me. Yeah, Big Me. All all that. uh, that's a good one too, but yeah. Um, and what's that one where uh, um, two dudes rape each other in a dark lit cabin? That was always picks me up. <laughs> I think that one was called Two Dudes Rape Each Other in a Dark Lit Cabin. <laughs> that was low, wasn't it? I, I I don't know what you're speaking of, but it's at him all. and Jack Black, and it's like butt sex, and I remember something about this video that I don't think I made it through the video at all. I don't I don't know exactly what was going on there, but. You know, let's let's move on from from <laughs> from that uh, description. I don't think that's really helping our audience and and, butt and getting them into get, what butt sex. Hey, nothing to lose is about butt sex. That's an upbeat song. Oh, <sighs> right, let's do that. We'll do we'll do a double shot. We'll do uh, <laughs> we'll do we'll do uh, you do enter yours, and I'm gonna surprise you with mine. All right, well, um, here's a, a band you may probably haven't heard of called the Foo Fighters with Given to Fly. What do you got? I got Love Her All I Can by Kiss. <laughs> Hook me up a new 
all right, Mako. Let's do a few more and wrap this up. I, I hope uh, everyone out there is in a better mood as a result. Not not uh, our banter we're standing, but from the spectacular music we were playing. So I have one that I think is going to be perfect for closing it out, but I want to hopefully you've got one more in the arsenal to unleash. Well, sure. Can I lead into it with uh, my last of my marathon weekend concert story? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's do one more concert story. Uh, and just real, I don't have a lot from Rat. It was a pretty, uh, I don't know, incident-free event. But yeah, Rat. If everybody who isn't aware uh, is no longer Bobby Blotzer and Four Dudes, it is back to at least including Stephen Piercy, Juan Crochet, and Warren D. Martini. And rounding out the band was Carlos Cavazzo, who's been with them, you know, five, six, seven years, something like that. And then uh, new Bobby, uh, Jimmy DeGrasso. On drums, he's played with everybody pretty much, right? Oh yeah, like he, oh, the first time I heard him was heard of him was Is on Y and T with the Contagious record, but he eventually ended up in Megadeth for a while. I do remember that. I think also he he might have been in Dead Daisies for one of their albums. I don't know. He's all over the place. Yeah, that so sounds about right. Work. Yeah, continue. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it, it was Rat's like first comeback, and as, as far as I know, they don't have another show booked until M three. Hmm. But interesting. Yeah. Just randomly they played in Minnesota and then they're not playing for another couple months. Exactly. Weird. Yeah. And it's like a Treasure Island Casino, um, about an hour south of the, of the Twin Cities. So not too far of a drive. Um, well, that's not the smartest thing to do because between now and then they could they could lose their lawsuit. Yeah. No, I mean, if anybody who actually follows that, it's not out of the realm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it might it's be Steve, not Stephen Piercy, Stephen Piercy and friends by the time M3 rolls around. But continue with your story, please. I'm sorry for rudely interrupting as usual. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that, that is kind <laughs> of our fight. thing. Fuck this. I quit. Uh, man, if I was going to quit because of an interruption, we both would have quit. Uh, we, uh, episode our first three. episode. Yeah. Episode, episode one. We'd have been done. Yeah. Well, I wrote out the first episode like this must just be the Skype connection. <laughs> <laughs> it's off. The and then Skype we're, connection we're in is a room off together. By... It's like, oh, we're doing it too. <laughs> no, it, the Two Skype alpha connection. Dogs. But... Yeah. <laughs> the Skype connection must be off three seconds. <laughs> anyway, yes, and the opening band was uh, Great White, not featuring Jack Russell, which uh, you know, uh, cards on the table. I like less. Now, okay. th- this is my first time seeing them live, and it just kind of cemented what I already thought to believe. Well, what's uh, the, the main thing you think of with Jack uh, Jack White? The main thing you think of with Great White, I, I combined Jack Russell and Great White there. Yeah. I, yeah anyway, but but when um, is that his voice? Yeah, now it's, it's very, especially from that era, one of the more iconic ones. What you got else from, from Great White? Do you want to go into rap? Uh, yeah, great. that was basically it. I mean, they, they sounded good. The band's clearly been playing a lot together. Rat was a little rusty, you could tell, but they were, <laughs> to be honest, it was fucking great. It, there was just something about, I think it had, with knowing the whole story of the lawsuit, there's just, there was this level of, authenticity that that was raised a bit because of it it was almost like there was this subtle triumphantness to them walking on stage uh was uh was your buddy thrilled was he happy with the result which one your, your friend wilson wilson oh yeah, yeah. The, came yeah, all the way in he he was but he drove and he's driving back today by the way uh which he, is insane for him just to come for yeah he drove in day, friday but. uh <laughs> 
Wilson, if you're listening, we're we're uh, we're very impressed with your dedication. Continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he was also hammered, so who knows? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, they're great. These guys are incredible. Oh my god! And it was like such a. Uh, I, I grew up in Owatonna, went to college in Rochester. Uh, and worked at a place called Schmidt Printing. And it was like a family reunion of those three places. Uh, I ran into so many fucking people that I barely knew, haven't seen in 20 years. Any time I got up and went somewhere, someone was talking to me. It was a lot of fun in that sense. But, uh, you know, just catching up a little bit. But apparently Rat brings people together. But Stephen Prince... By the way, by the way, uh, funerals also bring people together. Yeah, well, I (laughs) guess... You hear that, Bobby? Um, yeah, but Stephen Piercy sounded, you know, you know how like he's hit and miss. He's definitely got a reputation for not always being on top of it. Uh, uh, yeah. He was killing it for about five or six songs. And from that point on, he kind of dipped between, you know, not good to okay. Uh, and, and the band, you could tell, was just not quite as tight as, as, you know, maybe they would be if they were in the middle of a tour. This sounded kind of like, like it was, like the first show in a long time. But they they played all the hits and obviously, but they only played about an hour and fifteen minutes, so that was a little bit of a bummer. You would think if you're going to travel this far in February to play in Minnesota, you'd you'd kind of want to make the most of it. But yeah, I don't I don't get that. It's like a big reunion show; they could just power through. Obviously, they're more of their hardcore fans are going to be there, so you just you should be able to pull some some old stuff. I agree. I mean, come on. So what what you got? What do you want? To, uh any other anecdotes from it, or just a pretty no, solid no, show? No, no, it was a good show, pretty smooth. Um, uh, everybody that I talked to loved it. Uh, it's you liked good. it better than the other rat you saw? Yeah, definitely. And I, and, I, and I would say that they were actually probably just a little bit tighter, and right. uh, the singer was a little more consistent. But you know what? Fuck that. I want to see these guys. I want to see Warren D. Martini. I want to see Stephen Piercy. Juan Crusher looks like he's lost some weight. He looked good. Uh, I don't know. It just they they delivered um, at least. Uh, what I, what I would would have wanted at the minimum, but you know they'll get better. You know, like I said, it's the first show in a long time. Sure. Um, what that, you got though? For that them. said, man, let's let's play a fucking rat tune that gets me in a good mood anyway. I love the song "You're in Love." I know it's a hit, but fuck it. You okay with that? Done. That's like one of their best. Let's do it.
All right, Baco, so that was quite a journey. We did some investigative sort of kind of speculative reporting on Red Sun Rising, yes? <laughs> yes. We took it as deep as we are willing to put the work into, which is just observe for two hours and then make widely <laughs> sweeping, uh, I don't know, a speculation. <laughs> Connected dots with... Yeah. <laughs> with and I'm, I'm convinced we're right, though. Yeah, okay. I think we got enough. Maybe there's enough. There's enough. There's enough evidence. So, and then uh, I completely trashed Steel Panther for ten minutes. That was great. Oh, I loved it. Uh, oh my goodness! And then we, uh, you know, bounced around over the last two episodes with Happy Happy Joy Joy. We did the um, the Guilty Pleasure theme more. On yeah, this, we should dig into episode. a full episode of Guilty Pleasure on a certain point. That might be a little fun. Like yeah, I think so too. Guilty yeah. pleasure. Yeah, this is a little scattered. It's like here's a guilty pleasure. Here's also some corn. <laughs> a little, <laughs> little, little all over the place. But uh, oh my goodness! But what else you got? Well, we also had some healing in between our relationship. Um, I would like to thank you for bringing all those ridiculous uh, issues you had to the forefront, so that I can at least pretend ridiculous to, be- to you. Yes. Yeah. Ridiculous to you. That's that's. <laughs> But yeah, it's good. I mean, if you can't talk about things, how can you how can you go further in a relationship? You're only stunting your your emotional growth. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, Baco, I think we should do one more guilty pleasure before we leave. What do you think? I think that's a fantastic idea. And 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 with that, I think I'm going to ask you a couple questions that were are inspired by the beginning of our sex 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 episode and and uh, all those oh, questions. Good. The whole the whole dip the dip the uh, cranny axe in the gut locker. Do you remember those questions? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, all those come from the, the following song by the Bloodhound Gang, and it's a song called Foxtrot, <laughs> Uniform, Charlie, Kilo. Oh, fucking song lyrics. Yes, there's song uh, lyrics. My therapist will be happy to find that out. <laughs> but, but Foxtrot, Uniform, Charlie, Kilo. Do you understand what that is or not? Yeah, fuck. Also, we don't do much research for the show, but what I did <laughs> for the sex episode, and there's a funny follow-up story to this, is I looked up. Because we, we, you know, we, we need a bigger, we need a thesaurus sometimes. And I was like, we can't keep saying boner. So I'm like, I need to find <laughs> out uh, a, a thesaurus for different terms for a boner. So boner, I looked boner, it up. Boner, 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 So boner, I looked it up boner. and fu- <laughs> so I found a few that we used last that for that episode. But the thing is, after the episode was done, I went to sleep. The next morning, my wife comes up and goes, why do I have pages all pulled up on the screen? <laughs> for for all kinds of, of definitions uh, of boners. Why are you going I, through my stuff? <laughs> I'm like, what are you looking for my stuff? That's my own my own personal stuff. That's my my, my show material. Stay out of my stuff. <laughs> you want anything else to say, Baco, before I terrorize you with a couple stupid questions? No, let's just do this. <laughs> okay. Baco, have you ever backdoored the custard slinger in the mud cutter? <laughs> Why have you what have you heard? Baco, have you ever telescoped the Milky Way with the Big Dipper? What say you? Absolutely not. That is an unfounded lie and accusation. That is fake news. You are fake news, Luce. Fake!
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 